So I should quickly say very fast. That's what quickly means. Oh boy. We're, I'm rusty. It's been a while. Welcome to Bike Shop Boyfriend Podcast, episode 35. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about my new gravel bike. So it's going to be about 10 minutes of me nerding out, probably. Yeah, I think that's how long that segment went. Um, Also, where have I been? Uh, That's a great sort of question to intro to it. Five years on the road rides. Holy smoke, it's been five years. And... Is it really busy in the shop lately? Because I feel like I've been away for like a long, long time. Anyways, this and more on Bike Shop Boyfriend Podcast. Here we go. So where have I been? It's episode 35. I feel like this has been uh, a, almost a week and a bit behind schedule. Where has Bike Shop Boyfriend been your host, Dustin? Um, To answer that, I've been listening and watching to the Giro. Um, I've been in my happy place. Uh, It's a bit of a retreat Uh, daily. I've been just consuming as much content about the Tour of Italy as much as possible and uh, love the insights from other podcasters and uh, news sources and all that good stuff. If you've had a chance to take a look at it, uh, the Jiro, I mean. Um, it's actually a great way to sort of supplement and uh, well-round, actually, the content of the race itself. That being said, there's a lot of it out there. So uh, me trucking through all of it to consume it on the daily uh, has been a little bit of a challenge. Um, but that's where I've been on that side of things. And then... <coughs> oh, excuse me. I apologize. <coughs> mm. Uh, I've been uh, part of organizing uh, this time last week uh, a club night uh, for our members, or sorry, for our club ride members. There we go. It's It was a shop night, and I wanted to get raw audio of that, but it was bonkers. Um, I barely even got three photos. I think I even caught a boomerang for Instagram for our shop. Uh, it was great to see all those people's out and uh, people picking my brain. Um, also, too, there's been uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff of arranging for uh, new guests to join me here on the Bike Shop Boyfriend podcast. Uh, so there's going to be some interviews coming up. I'm pretty excited about all that. And then, lastly, I've been also planning some summer stuff um, that pretty much I'm going by the ethos of uh, won't stop till September. Uh, trying to do as much as I can during that time using these summer months to uh, full effect. And yeah, so that's where I've been. It's just been a lot of planning. Uh, Sorry I haven't been on here, but hopefully this episode makes amends and let's get on to the good stuff. So it goes without saying that uh, the reason for delay is the fact that the pace at the bike shop has definitely increased. Uh, We are much more busier now. Um, My shifts that I work are very compact and eventful. Um, It's rare that I find myself uh, having about five minutes or so to uh, just lollygag and like check out product knowledge and 
see what's up on the internet, etc., etc. Uh, especially when I'm not trying to capture uh, images of staff working, having fun, etc. For uh, content creation for the shop itself's webpage, um, or I should be saying social media. Um, and actually, I've noticed one or two things about the fact that it's been busy with the fact that we got new staff. Uh, I'm able to see actually the strengths of each staff. Um, whether they are brand spanking new, they have maybe previous retail experience, maybe they have full-on retail experience working in a bike shop. There's strengths for each individual that we have. Um, but it's also... I'm beginning to notice the weaknesses too that uh, is somewhat going down. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things that each of the staff, it'd be really cool to actually try and get like a round table of uh, identifying the strengths and weaknesses of each of the staff. One thing that I will say about the new folk is that they are always super excited and they start to forget the small, almost fundamental details of communication. Uh, to just basic uh, anticipation of need uh, from a customer and also just the the things that just sort of well-round an experience for a customer uh, slash client. Um, there's just these moments where they just sort of forget the basics almost, um, making sure that they get owner's manuals or um, even just thanking them for the sale. Uh, it's You'd be surprised how far that goes for people and to wish them a happy, uh, have a great day. Like they just got a new bike. It's a pleasure making device slash vehicle uh, that hopefully is going to pay off for them uh, in the future forever they plan on using that bike. Um, but also, too, uh, one thing that with the fact that it has been so busy is that I've been getting uh, it's been just very interesting that I've been getting credit for things that I'm not actually associated with. And then I'm full on blamed for things that I did not over communicate uh, instructions. It's very it doesn't feel like much of the same coin, however, Um it's been a lot of being thanked for things that I'm not involved with, or it's been blamed for things that uh, I I felt I instructed it pretty simply and blankly. However, maybe I forgot to leave note um, in some cases. Uh, that was one case this past week, and I do apologize profusely uh, to my man PK about that. Um, yeah, and also I, I feel like I dropped the ball in some cases. So I'm not saying I'm perfect here uh, in terms of strength and weaknesses. Uh, Overcommunication is actually one of my big things that I'm working on this year uh, for betterment of myself. Uh, I'm doing it actually even outside of the bike shop um, with friends, uh, with uh, significant others, family, and all that. Um, I do try and put myself out there so that way... Uh, there, there's no gray area of misinterpretation of where I'm coming from. So um, that's just something I've noticed actually by the fact that it's been so busy in the shop. So very fun fact about Bike Shop Boyfriend uh, when I'm actually uh, out and about um, no, that's not even actually how I'm going to start this. Uh, full on fact, it's been five years that I've been at the shop that I've been at. Um, and in those five years, uh, I've actually uh, conducted group rides 
with uh, with one of my associates. Uh, his name is Rudy, and uh, it's very exciting to say that we are at a half decade slash five year uh, leading our road group rides the Tuesday evenings. We've uh, cobbled together from. Uh, <laughs> last minute we found out i believe the first year we did it um that we would be doing it on a tuesday and we found out that we were going to be doing it on i believe it was a friday um which was kind of bonkers last minute we scrambled to put it all together uh very nervous that first outing um it started from the shop and uh we tried to keep everyone together we were very ramshod with uh, instructions on how to do it and how to make it better. Um, but I think the one thing that is consistent for these past five years is that we've always wanted to make it fun. Um, last season, we really uh, hit, I think, a new level of making the rides more fun, more inclusive, um, making it something for everyone to get something out of it. Um, in terms of whether it's speed, whether it's social dynamics, whether it's sort of organizing um, that social interaction where as adults, I will fully admit it's very hard to make friends as an adult. And the fact that you are participating in something that is kind of known actually as an isolationist loner type activity uh, in road cycling, it's hard to make friends. So actually these road rides are a great icebreaker to get to know other people who are doing the exact same thing you are doing. You get to know them and if uh, for whatever reason, we're not matchmaking people, but if there is uh, a kinship of interest and uh, commonality, we've seen people take it to uh, situations outside of the bike shop in terms of they're organizing their own rides they're doing uh strava fondos amongst themselves which is super super exciting um and one thing that i'm kind of excited about this particular year is that we've normally been doing three rides uh, in in a certain rotation this year we're going to be adding a fourth one and this new route um is something we tried actually in the second year i believe Maybe the third year. I believe it's the second year, actually. Um, on the Sunday rides where we were kind of using it as a drop ride situation. Um, we're bringing that particular route back just to keep honing up on skills and drills. And also to give people a different perspective of Winnipeg. Uh, a bit south of the city there. And yeah, it's when we get to change it up. Winnipeg is not known really for its uh, climbing because we have none. Um, we're known really for headwinds and for how flat it is. Um, so we that's the challenges of our road rides. And we're very limited to where we can go because there's not a lot of paved sections to leave the city and come back uh, in such a sizable group. There's about, we average about 30 people per ride. Um, and we split that up into smaller groups slash chunks. So that way uh, it's a bit safer for the road ride leaders who are within those groups to marshal um, folks and make sure everyone's safe. Um, and also I got nominated this past uh, week uh, for the very first ride to lead the very fast group. We nickname it Group A, um, the letter A. And I found it very much uh a challenge right off the gun one for the pace two it was difficult to sort of balance out the ambitions of 
and the abilities of who was present in that group. I had no idea who was spending time on the trainer. Uh, I don't even know if it was anyone's like first ride outside since winter. Um, by the way, it is May uh, 12th at the time of this, and I believe May 8th was the first ride. Um, and it was just simply difficult. Um, no other way to say it. And I also found it kind of tricky because I like to take photos for social media and for my own uh, interest actually is trying to capture uh, and photograph while in the saddle. It's uh, it's a bit of a trick. It's a bit of a challenge. It's kind of dangerous sometimes. Um, but going at the speed that we were going at average, I did not feel responsible and uh, felt very rusty actually with the confidence of trying to take a photograph while in the saddle um from my bike in that group ride in close proximity with everyone i didn't want to endanger everyone um so i really found it was uh one of those situations that i really missed my gopro actually uh i changed uh computer mounts and so i was working without a gopro this particular ride so i didn't even have stock footage uh that i could just capture and use for later on but these are all things that are going to get ironed out. This is just the first ride of uh, hopefully a very weather uh, positive, I'm going to call that, uh, year of riding with a great group of people. Um, it's always a pleasure to see people um, after a long winter spending it on the trainer. Kind of feeling isolated, but it's great that we are all connected through social media and we reach out and support each other um, to actually be sharing the road with them and giving them tips and a bit of a hard time every now and again and maybe barking um which is actually one of the things i really enjoy uh, not the barking part just really hanging out with these people every tuesday uh pretty much we've been looking out with uh, a lot of sunshine we had one year where it was pretty rainy but um yeah in these past five years it's actually just been an absolute honor and a delight to hang out with these people um Hopefully, I'll get some raw audio of the ride itself. Uh, maybe when I'm a little bit slower and I'm actually a bit more confident uh, breaking up my phone and actually tapping the Anchor app and uh, trying to record some audio. But there you go. Uh, that's going to be... Uh, those are my thoughts, actually, on the Tuesday rides. So stay tuned for more of that. I'm going to try and capture as much raw audio as possible. And uh, hopefully, they don't uh, try and destroy me uh, with trying to blow off my legs. So there's that. Okay, so I've been holding on to this little bit of news for about a week and a bit right now. Um, I have my new gravel bike for the Badlands Gravel Battle that's taking place in less than two weeks. Uh, in fact, at the time of this recording, it is exactly two weeks away. Um, I finally have the bike. It's mostly built up, and it's uh, it's the Norco Search XR SRAM Apex build. Um, and a few things to mention about it um, is the fact that uh, it came with uh, the Donnelly, formerly lab, uh, known as Clement, uh, Ush Exploro MSO 700x40C tubeless tires. Um, and 
I should fully disclose right now, though, that uh, this is going to get very bike nerd techie-ish kind of me just sort of going gaga over things uh, about a bike that I can't show you visually. So let's just suspend our visual uh, disbelief here and just listen to the words here of awesome bike tech. Um, to get back to the tubeless tires, though, uh, I had them swapped out with the tubes to make them fully tubeless, and I'm using actually the new finish line sealant. Um, I'm very excited to see how this goes. Um, we had to use two bottles of the small bottles, I should be saying, to get enough uh, sealant to actually seal and uh, make the tire tubeless. Um, and we actually noticed that it's really a thick and generous amount of coverage actually because it coats the entire tire um, and leaves some liquid as soon as it makes contact so there's quite a bit of uh, sealant in the tires but the very cool thing is um, I'm very curious actually how uh, this all works out how it rides uh, when outside uh, how low of pressures I can take it um, and also the weight savings was approximately about 100 grams per wheel uh, and that's wheel with tire and including cassette on the rear wheel um, yeah I'm just very excited actually that we were able to shave about 200 grams off the bike just by swapping it to a tubeless setup and the wheels themselves are just WTB uh, tubeless ready system came out of the box um, and it was not a big issue to even seat these tires um, the cassette that I have and it's stock I'm gonna use stock actually for this entire build uh, until we get into the off season this coming year uh, then I might actually dial things in a bit um, but I'm using a 10 by 42 tooth XD driver SRAM uh, cassette and Massive gear range uh, for this particular event. There's approximately 5,000 meters worth of climbing elevation gain to be done. Um, so it's going to be a lot of up and down, up and down type riding, uh, rolling hills, I would say even. So uh, I'm going to find, <laughs> and I've already looked at it, uh, the middle of the block actually of this cassette uh, might be a bit of an issue with the cadence I like to hold. Um, and it's around the 18 to 24 tooth um, cogs there. Between 18 and 24, there's only three cogs. Um, so it's going to be a bit of a trick, actually, to find like the right cadence to what feels good. Um, I think that might be my overall feeling about this whole one-by system uh, of the bike. Um, I'm also very happy with the fact that it is Apex. And I'm riding it really just to send it. I'm going to got ideas of how I want to upgrade this bike um, in the future I do want to go with a power meter for right now it's fine for what it is uh, I'm gonna be putting on a cadence sensor and using my heart rate and uh, GPS speed um, hopefully that's going to be enough for me to uh, establish how much TSS I expend uh, in this particular ride it's gonna be an approximate uh, TSS until I actually have a real power meter that is going to give me an accurate just picture of or a consistent picture i should be saying of uh, my total stress score uh for these kinds of rides um i had to swap out the saddle it's uh, actually for an oem uh original uh manufactured uh saddle that comes out of the box there it actually looks really good it's sort of a golden ochre 
type color and it matches actually the details of the paint very nicely um i should actually mention the color of the paint uh it's an evergreen uh candied evergreen on the front bit of the bike and then as it transitions towards the back triangle it actually goes uh black uh still candied black and with norco and some detail highlights in sort of this ochre goldish color um very pretty very classy looking um but i had to swap out the saddle it is not wide enough to actually fit my sit bones um i'm not a very wide guy just so you know how i look um but my sit bones uh actually need a 155 millimeter saddle so i actually took my specialized roman evo saddle off my uh, giant tcr put it on this bike for the time being um and just so you know i'm not riding uh on a bike that doesn't have a saddle on my road bike um i do have the old previous uh specialized roman saddle put it on uh my TCR for the time being. Uh, and fun fact, it did do a preliminary ride and, uh, yeah, definitely not a lot of padding on that saddle and it definitely felt like it. Um, but I feel in the long term I'm going to be riding more on this Norco search XR way more than my TCR for this coming season. So I'm okay with making that small sacrifice. And when I got a bit of extra cash, I'm just going to invest in a secondary saddle and just match it. Um, so that way I have both saddles on both bikes and the consistency of feel is going to go across there. The handlebar is a aluminum Easton uh, 70AX model. Um, and it has a bit of a flare at the drop that is a little bit wider than a normal drop bar. It's very curious. Um, I've never ridden this way. Uh, even my cross bike when I had one uh, didn't have this much of a flare, but this is actually quite pronounced. Uh, it's kind of the trend for gravel, I guess, uh, to have that slightly wider uh, flare at the drop. So that way everything just feels a bit more open in the chest area, pectoral area. I'm going to be wrapping it uh, not in the stock uh, Norco golden ochre uh, handlebar wrap um, i'm actually investing immediately right into some lizard skin um, bar wrap just so it's a bit more grippy it's easy on the hands super durable um, and mostly from my experience with cyclocross uh, it lasts a long time and it's very comfortable on just bare hands um, you don't even need to wear gloves for the most part with it uh, and i'm still leaning towards maybe not riding with gloves on for this gravel battle um, I really felt it after this Tuesday ride, how tired my hands were. Um, that was mostly due to the fact that I think I was a little bit nervous and white knuckling and I wasn't very relaxed on the bike at all. Um, first ride with a bunch and it's the fast group. Uh, so I was more concentrating on, uh, holding lines and maintaining speed and all that. So th that's sidebar to why my hands were tired. Um, that's pretty much all I've got going on with this bike. I'm super excited to uh, show it off. If you haven't checked out my Instagram, it's uh, DustinWHT. It's all one word. Uh, again, that's DustinWHT. Um, you'll actually see a few sort of maybe teaser glimpses of the bike being built. Uh, and Alex, uh, who's helping me with this build, he's uh, a great friend we have a laugh like you would not believe together it's up there with actually uh maddie he he kind of makes me laugh the same way um but he's very much a kindred spirit and he kind of does this inside joke of 
labeling most of the packaging that came for this bike uh, as an e-bike um, just because it's taken so long for me to receive a bike uh, to get a bike um, that he feels that they had to build a special engine that is so invisible uh, that you can't even detect that it's an e-bike um, so I guess the joke is that I'm part electrical I guess in some ways because I'm the one powering this thing um, also I got to give a huge shout out to my man Chris uh, down at Norco as well as my man Tom uh, who's our inside sales rep uh, both of them are gems and uh, thank you immensely for getting me uh, getting this bike underneath me for uh, this event and I'm gonna do it proud and ride the crap out of it so um, yeah, hopefully I can even get maybe Chris on here. That'd be kind of cool. Um, on the Bike Shop Boyfriend podcast. Yeah, I think people would like to get to know uh, people who work for the brands themselves uh, to chit-chat. So that's going to sort of end this particular segment here. More to come about this particular bike. I've yet to come up with a nickname for it. So if you have a nickname for a bike um, that I should maybe give it, uh, let me know. Uh, maybe in the comments. Uh, or if you want to send me a direct message, would very much appreciate it. Um, I'm open to all sorts. So it could be a lady's name. It could be your favorite pet's name. Um, if you take a look maybe online of this Norco Search XR, uh, make sure it's the Apex build. So it's the green to sort of gradient black color. Um, if it sort of gives you any inspiration to give it a nickname, let me know. I'm kind of drawing at straws here. Uh, technically, I've nicknamed this whole project Black Mamba, um, mostly out of the weird cape from Megamind for whatever reason and just going Black Mamba anytime I'm talking about it. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things that uh, I'm kind of at a loss for it. So uh, let me know what you think. So that's going to do it for this episode, number 35 of Bike Shop Boyfriend Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear from you. Hit me up on here on Anchor um, with comments uh, that I can feature or anything that you want me to sort of address. Um, I got a lot of ideas talking to you uh, listeners out on the street. Big shout out to my man, Matthew G. Um, David, uh, yeah, David, uh, who are people who've come up to me recently and said that they listen. Um, I'm going to get probably a few, I'm hoping to get actually people's voices on here, but everyone just doesn't like to hear themselves talk. So I guess I'm a weird exception here. Um, but if you have any questions, um, and things that you want me to feature, hit up my Instagram again, that's Dustin WHT for the visual side of this podcast. Um, I'm also on Twitter with pretty much the same handle. Again, that's Dustin WHT, all one word, um, to sort of get like a bit of the ins and outs of uh, maybe my thoughts on the Giro. Um, please subscribe, leave a rating on iTunes, or just say hello here on Anchor. I love hearing from you. Um, and until next time, go have fun on your bike. That's probably the best thing to say. Okay, until then, have fun. Bye.
Yeah.